0: So now,
1: Steve, you mentioned before we went on the podcast, the new initials for the Bucks social media is LFB. Let's bake. <laughs> yeah, let's F bake. Um, and he did, and he has, and he continues to do it, and he's done it all year. What a weekend. What a week for Baker Mayfield. I was over there on Friday at the Pro Bowl. Of course, Baker was added. Um, uh, because Dak Prescott withdrew from the Pro Bowl for uh, an injury, uh, at, as did Mike Evans. And you know he had been in Key West. I talked to him over there, and, and you know him and Emily had gone down there to avoid, essentially, avoid Gasparilla. I guess wherever they lived. they, they figured there would be, you know, some uh, some costume pirates walking through the neighborhood, and they some thought pirates well, looking for booty. Yeah, pretty much, and so. He said, you know, Emily's pregnant and she's doing April and there's not much she can do. So we went down to Key West, laid on, or key, not the Keys, I don't know if it's Key West, laid on the beach somewhere. And they got the phone call uh, and it, it so happened that uh, his wife had a baby shower in Omaha uh, a couple of days this week. And so he was like, well, uh, they want me to come to the Bowl," So he came up to Orlando, of course, and then she was going to join him on Friday, I believe. And, of course, wouldn't you know that, you know, Baker being Baker is like, you can't just go, you know, you're the third guy. So they, they had Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith from Seattle, and Baker was the third guy that was uh, added late. And um, and Geno Smith was added as well. Regardless, those are your three guys. So he's over there. And, you know, the way they do it now, like it's not, it's flag football is the game. And then during the week they have, what they call it now the, the Pro Bowl games because there's all these you know, various things from tug-of-war to skills competition, uh, different things where the NFC and the AFC compete and they earn points. And then the game inclu- is included in that point total. And the NFC won. And not only that, but like early in the week, the, one of the first contests they had was the passing uh, contest with the quarterbacks from each, each squad. And wouldn't you know that Baker Mayfield would win in that? He beat C.J. Stroud. Of course he did, uh, and then they get in the game, and so you didn't know exactly what the order was going to be. Although you figured Hertz would start, and he did, um, and then they went they went with Geno Smith and Eli Manning said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out Baker till the, like the end, you know, because he's kind of a gamer, and so and put him in there in the fourth quarter, and so almost you know you figured these these going to be like a you know almost like tennis, like who's going to hold serve, so something was going to happen in the fourth quarter to determine the game, and sure enough. Baker got in the game. Uh, the defense got a stop and he threw a couple of touchdowns and he walked off with the offensive MVP. <laughs> so not a bad weekend. That's and my quarterback. That,
0: that's my quarterback. That's my that's my
1: quarterback, man. And the other thing that was uh, uh that I found out over the weekend, which tells you all you need to know about both events, is that so the winning team, the players on the winning team, each player. For the pro Bowl pro Bowl games, okay now they're already taken care of over there they had this incredible resort at the conrad and, and and security was crazy and all that um and and so a lot of people brought their families and and it was beautiful but in addition to all that the winning uh each player on the winning team got eighty eight thousand dollars so what happens is you get to the fourth quarter man and they're like we're playing for keeps now you know they're playing to to pay for their their relatives' trips down to Orlando or whoever. They brought with them. And and so it got pretty intense there, but eighty-eight grand. By comparison, every member of the losing team in the Super Bowl, whether that's Kansas City or San Francisco, they're gonna make eighty nine thousand (laughs) each. It's like, wait a minute. So you're only a thousand dollars less if you win the Pro Bowl games than if you lose the Super Bowl? What a deal for the NFL, man. Well, obviously they need to get players to come to the Pro Bowl. I guess. It's a lot. I mean, it's it really is a lot, a lot. And so, you know, um, it also goes to show you this, and I got to thinking about this. It's like, what a deal the NFL has in the postseason. You know, you think about these players, and, and look, they. I'm not having a telethon for many of them, but, like, they make all this money during the season, right? Their contracts are what their contracts are. and, But then when they get in the postseason, it's all different, man. It's like you just get a set, you know, split. Of whatever is determined mm-hmm. before the playoffs, and if you think about the ticket sales and the television and like all that stuff it's a it's amazing like what a deal for those owners to be able to you know take that revenue and not because they're not paying unless you have a bonus, and some did right, if you win a Super Bowl and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, or get to the Baker had a bonus to get to the postseason, but beyond that, like each game you know, you get a kind of a set fee and it's not close to what a game check is for somebody that's played in the NFL, at least you it's know, true three, for all the years. sports.
0: I mean, that's why well, I know home playoff games and making the playoffs are so important to
1: teams to the owners. It's everything, mm-hmm. you know, and to the Rays especially like when you think about the postseason in baseball, you know, that's, that's, mm-hmm. it always was for the lightning too. And, and, and so, yeah, that's the incentive and that's why owners love, love home playoff games. But yeah, so Baker, you know, nice little baby moon money for him there. Uh go buy a crib or something for his eighty nine thousand dollars. But it's it's just so Baker because he shows up and uh and he makes he makes stuff happen. Um that wasn't all that happened though over the weekend since we lost last were together. There's been a lot going on and a lot that involves Baker Mayfield, and I and I talked to him about some of this stuff. But okay, so I wanna say it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week. I broke a story. That's right. Hard to do these days, folks in the NFL. Again, hold on. on.
0: You broke a story again. Because you break lots of them.
1: That's true. Um, but I but this one like was hard because you know, those offensive coordinators that were rolling through here every other day, they have agents and agents like to call the national guys and the national guys get it usually before we do. Um and that's just because the local guys aren't interested in in telling us anything, nor nor is it their job necessarily. But that aside, um, so there's a lot of people, you know, that came through here, Alex Van Pelt, and you started to notice that there were there were offensive coordinator candidates that had some maybe previous tie to Baker Mayfield, you know, especially the the last ones in. And so um I found out Either, I think it was Wednesday um, or Thursday, that the Bucks were going to secretly. <laughs> when I say secretly, that means they were really careful about no one finding out. Uh, They're going to talk to Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen. Now, Liam Cohen was still at Kentucky, and that's the key here, right? Because it's difficult especially now, I don't even know like what the dates are and like what happens with recruits and things if there still is recruiting or, you know, maybe you recruited people that could decide to leave later. But college football is, is one of those sports where if you're going to the NFL, you better get the job, right? Or, or you better be committed to leaving because as soon as it gets out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's going to negative recruit and say, oh, this guy's hoppy. He's not going to be there. He recruited you and all this stuff. So you could lose players. It's a big deal, you know, between NIL and everything else. So they were really hush-hush about this and to the point where no one would confirm it, but I knew it was true. So we, we reported it during the week. And then, and then he left town, like, on Friday, and I was surprised. I thought, well, if he's the guy, uh, maybe he'll stay or maybe they'll announce it, and they didn't. Um and then by Friday morning on my fabulous trip to Orlando and I four, the worst highway in the United States, bar none, um, I found out according to my sources, not him, but my sources, that they in fact were uh, you know, going to contract with Liam Liam Cohen, and then wouldn't you know it, before I could get off I four because uh it got really jammed up after a while. Um a couple national guys broke that as well. So who is Liam Cohen Cohen? Uh he's a guy and this is not the usual resume of of, of coaches, right, and offensive coordinators. So he was he was he's been a lot of places, but he's with Kentucky and then in two thousand and twenty two he hopped over to Sean Payton and the Rams and he was I think, titled the offensive coordinator. Now, Sean Payton calls plays. There's no doubt about who does the play calling, right? But in as much as he, you know, had to have some responsibility with the offense. And when Baker Mayfield came to the Rams, you know, he was claimed off waivers after he uh, got out of Carolina and he played five games there. And so Liam was a guy that probably spent more time with him than most on that staff. And so... You know, they, he had a relationship. Now, Now Baker has been, it's interesting, because Baker has been talked to about these candidates, the guys that he knew, right? Alex Van Pelt, who wound up going to the Patriots, and he's now their offensive coordinator. Alex had him in Cleveland, um, and Liam, and, you know, uh, and so there, it, it's, you know, you think about it, and you go, well, what's the most important thing for the Bucks, And it's that they get Baker Mayfield back, Right. Um, and so why not include him and why not look at guys that have, you know, some history anyway with Baker Mayfield. And so they looked at him, they looked at Rams passing specialist, Jake Peets, uh, and I mentioned Van Pelt. So there's, there's a good three of them. They were, you know, Peets and, um, and Liam were the two guys that were in last and Cohen was the absolute last interview they did. And I think that was intentional, you know. But he got the job. Um, Don't know exactly, you know, there's some carryover because what Baker did with the Rams is sort of similar to what Shane Waldron did uh, in Seattle that Dave Canales then took to Tampa. So from what I understand, there's some terminology changes, but there's a lot of the same principles. I I think Liam is better in the run game maybe which would be good. Uh, Of course, the Bucs lost their offensive line coach and the run game coordinator, followed Canales to Carolina. So it's a good thing. I mean, it sounds, right, like this is a guy that has a personal relationship that Baker likes, uh, bringing the Rams offense, which, which kind of brings some continuity, at least to the quarterback and to the other skilled players. You know, Bake said that the terminology has some differences, but for the most part... Uh, there's a lot of carryover. So from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a smart hire and, and look, this guy's called plays, but you have to also wonder like what's with back and forth, back and forth, like what's going on there? You know, how did you go from Kentucky to the Rams to Kentucky? And now you've traveled as much as Baker Mayfield has like Liam Cohen hasn't, hasn't had a permanent home in four years either.
0: Well, so but he maybe, did go back and forth. It, he didn't go to four different places.
1: No, that's mm-hmm. true. Like, they wanted him back. And, and, then, of course, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff that went on with, uh, you know, with Mark Stoops. And, and you know, at one point he was a candidate for A&M. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, college football is just that, right? It's just, it, you never know with coaches who they're talking to, what's going on. But, um, yeah, so it, it was a interesting hire, um, don't know a whole lot about him. Don't you know? I know that Kentucky did some special things on offense. I know he runs. He's he's a good. Apparently, he understands the run game, which is what this team needs. And presumably, he might be able to you know decide on some of the offensive coaching positions because, like I said, they have two spots for the offensive line coach, which is very important. Run game coordinator. Um, they need a uh, a wide receivers coach, uh, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen to the rest of the offensive staff. Like, that's something that maybe Cohen can weigh in on, you know? Dad Lewis, for example, he's the quarterback's coach. Okay, is he going to be there for quarterback's coach now? And Dad had a couple interviews. I uh, haven't seen where he's left. So, they got some work to do over there on the staff. But, as far as Baker's concerned, this was a big step. And he said that. He goes, that's step one. Now, I don't know how many steps we're talking about here. But... I got the feeling that step two is to re sign Mike Evans. I think that's so important to Baker. Um, because he knows what they have on this team. Now, could the Bucs go out and draft a guy? Yes. Could they sign one in free agency? Sure. Um, but his chemistry with Evans was pretty damn good. You know, the guy led the NFL or tied Tyree Kill for the lead with, you know, thirteen touchdowns and he had, you know, twelve hundred and fifty five yards. So He's not slowing down at 30. What kind of a deal do you give him? And if you do, do you have enough money to give Baker Mayfield? And what is he looking at, right? I think he's looking at a hell of a lot of money. I really do. I, I, I've i thought about this, and I've talked to some people um, around Baker and, and, and elsewhere. And the fact of the matter is is that you know the salary cap goes up every year, and there are guys whose deals are going to be up soon. You know, and we're going to see significant increases in their salaries at the quarterback position. You know, and and when that happens, whoever gets the next contract is going to be leapfrogged in in a year by a lot. And so you look at kind of where Baker stands. I I think conservatively, you're you're talking about probably north of thirty five million a year, but it, I would say thirty five million a year. Well, what did Geno you know,
0: Smith get last year? well he got he got closer to 30. 30. okay yeah and twenty seven you know, and a half thirty right. somewhere in there. Baker came in and did kind of the same thing, but won a playoff game. that's true. he went a step further, yeah I mean you know he he not only you know took the Buccaneers to a better season than Tom Brady had the year before right and and had a a great season ended up in a you know filling in in the pro Bowl, but he won a playoff game, yeah. Thirteen minutes from a championship, like thirty-five million is not out of the the realm of possibility for him. No. Some team would pay him that easy.
1: Well, and that's the other part of this is okay. Some team, right? Like, mm-hmm. and we don't know because we're not in the in the discussions with, say, Raheem Morris. Like, and here's the other thing. So, so the Rams, you know, they had a Raheem Morris hired one of their guys too. And one thing I know is that Raheem and and Bake get along great. Of course, everybody gets along great with Raheem. But now. What are the Falcons going to do? Now, I hear somebody told me uh, that they didn't believe that Arthur Blank would go for a Baker Mayfield, not because it's Baker, but because they've kind of been there, done that. Like, I think they're looking for their next guy that's going to be their Matt Ryan, right? That's going to be there for a long time that they draft and develop. It's not Desmond Ritter. I think that's been proven. So, does Atlanta go back in the draft and try to find somebody like, you know, that they can build around? And I, I just got the sense talking to some people that that that's the preferred method that Blank would 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 like to have, you know, as opposed to you know they they tried you know T- Taylor Heineke was there, um you know they they've done this. So is Baker their guy? I don't know. Minnesota is going to lose Kirk Cousins. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe they they've got some great receivers. They you know they they certainly aren't that far from from being a. A real contender, you know, for that division. The Detroit's really, really good. But but is there a lot? Is there really a lot of teams, you know, that, that is going to put Baker at the top of their list? I don't know that. You know, I, I I mean, we've talked about Houston. I think, you know, for Mike Evans, Houston makes a ton of sense. But I don't know where I don't know where else Mike Evans is going to go. You know, like I, and I don't know that Houston's going to want him. I just don't. I think you're gonna have to. He's gonna have to go someplace though where they're not paying the quarterback forty five million dollars a year, you know. But Mike, Mike could ask for in excess of, of twenty two, twenty three million a year, you know, easily, and and probably get it. And there was a story in the Houston Chronicle. It says it's gonna be between as much as thirty million, which I I don't think it will be. Um, I think the Bucks were very short sighted in not extending this guy, you know. And for whatever the reasons, and it's, you know, hey, we had a lot of salary cap issues last year. I get it. He signed a five-year deal, so that meant that he was going to be 30, and who knows how much more is left in the tank. Like, there's a lot of that I get. Um, but he went out there and hung 1,255 yards and led the league with 13 touchdowns. You're okay, you were wrong. Okay, like whatever you thought, the Bucks thought, they were wrong. He's got a lot left in the tank. And furthermore, if you want Baker Mayfield, you you probably would have much better success regardless of what that contract says. And ultimately it's about the money, but you'd have a lot more success if you were able to get Mike Evans back too. And they have ways of doing all they have ways of doing all three. They do. Um, and you know, everybody says, Well, the priority has to be an, what about Antoine Winfield Jr.? Okay, what about him? Uh you got a franchise tag and It seems like that would be a way to go if you can't reach a long term deal because the franchise tag for the safety is only like 15 million. I say only. uh, This is not my world, but uh, 15 million is pretty good for a franchise tag. But what if you could sign Antoine Winfield Jr.? And what if you could use that franchise tag on Baker Mayfield? Now, that franchise tag is going to be about 36 million. I think he's going to get every bit of that. I really do. I think anything – I would be surprised personally just in having talked to the people I talked to and knowing where the salary cap is headed and knowing in a year from now what the contracts of, say, Dak Prescott uh, or Trevor Lawrence or some of these guys is going to be, right? You're talking – they're going to be $60 million if they re-sign Dak Prescott. $60 million. I think you're going to look back and say 35 was a steal. You know, if Baker can play the way Baker played last year, and and of course he's looking for continuity and he's looking for a home and you know he 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 likes the organization and there's no BS. It's all about winning and yada yada. But I think that's where it's going to go. So there, but there's ways to do all three of those guys and still talk to Tristan Wirfs, who's already under fifth year um, option. I don't, you know, with Tristan. Would you like to do a deal? Yeah. Do you have to? No. Mm-hmm. You know, you really don't. I mean, you no. could play into the fifth-year option, and he doesn't seem to be the least bit
0: bothered by that. Well, a couple things on that, too. And, look, the the Bucks took a chance going into this year, not signing Mike Evans, because they didn't know what Baker Mayfield would do. You had a first-time offensive coordinator calling plays. You had a quarterback who's been now on his fourth team in seventeen months, and so if if it all didn't go well, if Baker didn't resurrect his career, if Dave Canales didn't have a good season as an offense coordinator, you may have been looking at a full rebuild. At which point is a high price receiver, two of them, you would have on the roster next year worth it, and that's the the risk they took. Now, you can say that they were wrong, and it kind of looks like it now, but they had Mike Evans in contract last year. It's only wrong if Mike Evans performs that way next year. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. Is that? Yeah. At what well, I mean, point? At what point will his his production I don't know. taper off? And it doesn't look like it's ready to, but we know at some point it will. Whether it's right. this coming year or five years from now. At some point, well, what, it I'm, will. what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that you're not going to get Mike for one year. And yeah, no, he may, not.
1: Maybe, maybe you let him go a year too soon. That was always Belichick thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'd rather that guy go a year too soon. But when Belichick did it, he would trade and get value for the guy. Yep. You're not getting anything from Mike Evans. No. Maybe a year from now, you will with, if he signs with another team. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you got him under uh, in the last part of his contract, which is fine. He played mm-hmm. it out. Now he's a free agent. Um, but if, whether it's Mike Evans or somebody else, like you need you need another dynamic receiver in here. I suppose you could go into the draft for free agency. I don't know who else is out there in the free agent. I can't imagine there's many better than Mike Evans. Um,
0: but- I, I think you're probably getting the best receiver at a best price if you sign Mike Evans. Because I think, look, every player can choose what they want to do financially, whether that. But I think you get a hometown discount for Mike. To some degree. How much that is, I don't know. And and that's speculation right. on my part. Yeah. You know, but I, I think I think if it's not here or Houston, I think it's gonna take a big contract to get him away. I think you get a little bit of a break if it's here and maybe Houston only because his home is what an hour from there or
1: whatever. I think you're right. Yeah, and I and again I don't even know what Houston's thinking. Like that's mm-hmm. just speculation. They may say, "Hey, we got young receivers. We're not looking to to gum up the works here with a veteran mm-hmm. as good as Mike is. We want our young guys to be the show." You know, um, but there there would be an there would be a market for Mike. I mean, oh, some team that no thinks question. they need one receiver to put him over the top as great as, and consistent as Mike has been, the way he keeps himself in shape, he's going to get his money. Mm-hmm. He's going to get paid. And he's going to get probably a two- or three-year deal. Uh, and it's incredible that he's made it to three contracts because few players ever do, let alone at that position. So from that standpoint, Mike's fine. I think Mike wants to stay here. I would agree with you. I think he wants to play his whole career here. And whatever hometown discount is, I don't know. But I know that it's important to Baker to know Okay, who's our other receiver because as great as Chris has been and is consistent, he's down to his last year um and and we saw a year ago they tried to move him outside to protect him because of all the injuries he's had, and let's get him out of the middle of the field and you know the boundary and all this, but he can't he didn't play out there very well, you know, they didn't know how to use him. there wasn't much they could do because he's not going to run by guys at this stage. And so the thing to do is just uh, what they had ultimately did do is move him back inside more. And, and you know what? He's a football player. This is what Chris does, right? And, and if he gets hurt, that's part of the game. And, and I think with some of these guys, and it sounds cold and callous, but, you know, you're paying somebody $20 million, you better put him in a place where they can be the most productive. You know, they'll take, they've, they've taken the risk. They, they've already, you know, Chris Godwin blew out two knee ligaments and still got paid. He was willing to have that happen to him against New Orleans that night and and whatever impact it's had on his ability since then has not hindered him from the standpoint of making money, so you know what if he gets paid again someplace, so be it. but like for the last year or whatever year he has left, he needs to play where he's most effective, and that's in the slot um, well, in my and I in think they opinion. gotta
0: figure out you know if it's in the slot or whatever I mean I think that's your new o c Part of your deal is, okay, Mike Evans had a phenomenal year with Baker. How do we get Chris Godwin to have a good year, too? Because those are really your only two big-time weapons on the offense. That's I mean, it. You know, Rashad White's developing out of the backfield, and that's a weapon. And yeah. Kate Otten's getting better as a receiving tight end. But right. But the only two stud weapons you have at this point is Godwin and Evans. And they're older players. I mean, they're, they're they're at the end of their careers. I mean, I don't know how
1: much longer Godwin has, but he's younger than Mike. I get that. But I don't know in, in terms of football age if he is. You know, if you just looked at the, what tread was left on each of their tires, there's probably more on Mike's because he hasn't had the knee injuries yet. Um, knock on wood, and I'm knocking on wood for Mike here. But, you know, you do have the draft. You do have free agency. There's things you can do. But is it something that Baker is already comfortable with? In other words, you know, Baker. If if you were to say, "Hey, we're bringing Mike Evans back," that might affect how much money Baker would take because now he knows at least for next year he's got two guys that he's he's got chemistry with, especially Mike. And you pick up and you go from there, and you hope that Trey Palmer gets better. You hope that mm-hmm. I don't think Devin Tompkins is ever going to be a major threat as a receiver, but you at least have him, uh, and then you add you add to it through the draft receivers got to become a need position on this football team receivers in this league make a lot of plays, you know, because of the rules and everything else. And, you know, those quarterbacks, I don't care if you're talking about Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence, you better have somebody to throw to. Um, And so, you know, if you're going to spend 35, $40 million on a Baker Mayfield, there's got to be more in here than just Chris Godwin. And I think the bucks know that, but the sooner they get Mike Evans done, um the better Baker will feel. Now, is Baker gonna turn down thirty five, forty million dollars to come back to Tampa if Mike isn't here? No. He's not. He's gonna do what's best for him. Uh if that's his best offer and he has some stability. You know, the other thing is like not for nothing and I know you know Baker's Baker and Emily both have been incredibly like resilient in terms of all the places they've been in the last two years. But if you're having a child in April, I mean you know, he loves Tampa beyond just the football. Like he really likes living here and who wouldn't, right? And so they'd like to put down some roots and you've got, you know, your first um, uh, baby girl on the way. And so, you know, that that's another thing that I think the Bucks have in their favor. Nobody works for free. Nobody expects them to work for free. Uh, but you do sacrifice a little bit of money if you have to um, to get what you want, which is stability within a franchise Uh, You got a bunch of players you really like, you know, and, and boy, man, the, the people that were at the pro bowl that were around Baker, you know, he assimilates so well and talking more to Tristan worse, like those two guys are a real pair. Like that, that is a bona fide friendship there. You know, Baker didn't have his wife. She was back at Omaha having a baby shower. And so he was, you know, palling around with Tristan and his wife, and so he was like a third wheel but um they're very close and a lot of guys I think would be disappointed in that in that locker room if they didn't have Baker back. And I think the franchise knows that I think they understand what he brought to them this year and that energy that he has uh in production. You know, I mean, he he didn't he backed it up. It wasn't just a bunch of words, man. I mean, this guy this guy played his butt off and Look how the season ended. He got to the Pro Bowl, however he got there, and he goes out there and has a great week, wins the passing competition, beats out C.J. Stroud, and then wins the offensive <laughs> FPP. I mean, it's like, hey, man, the guy's a baller, right? Like, he's that dude that just shows up and balls out wherever he goes.
0: Well, he said he hadn't thrown a pass since the interception against Detroit, so.
1: it's a great line. It's true, too. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know. It was, it was interesting just to see him in that atmosphere and um you know I think when you you know a lot of times when they're over there they get recruited pretty hard by players on other teams too. I mean that 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 stuff happens but ultimately
0: What? what? No what yeah. players are talking co- what? You can't talk free agency till March. I know. You're kidding me. I can't believe it. I mean they have this legal tampering period now to get rid of that.
1: Dun, 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 dun. yeah, breaking news, yeah, I don't even know what the legal tampering period is actually about. It's just three days of frustration for me, I think that uh, yeah, we're allowed to talk to these people, but it's amazing, although listen, all the deals in free agency are done by the time they leave the combine. most of them are done before they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the bucks have, and I'm not going to explain it on this podcast because I'm not sure I understand it, but the bucks have some incentive from a salary cap standpoint. To get Baker and Mike done by February nineteenth, uh, and it's it it basically is how they can, um, you know, change some future monies that they pushed, uh, you know, in other years forward, voidable years, um, and how they can reduce the salary cap number, um, by signing him to a long term deal by by the nineteenth because it's so many days before the start, the, the the poison pill was so many days before the start of the new league year, which works out to February 19th. So we'll see if that is, that's a real date. Now I've been told by some of the Bucs uh, front office people over there that, 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 well, there's other ways to, you know, to skin a cat. Like we don't, you know, it's a, it's a number, but we can reduce it a different way too. I'm not clear on all that, but uh, but, but I know the people that represent Baker are like, well, let's see if that matters to them. Let's see if, if the 19th, you know, it, cause we're ready, to, we're ready to go to work now. You know, I know Baker said, we well, he hoped that hiring Cohen would, would kind of speed things up. Maybe it has since Friday, but prior to that, there really had been no discussions. Okay. Uh, the bucks were focused on hiring an offensive coordinator. Like these things usually take, you know, they kind of run their own time time frame, and we're not there yet. So you'd like to think that oh no they've been working at it hard no they really haven't you know it's just kind of you know his agents ready when they're ready and they'll be ready whenever they're ready um and then we'll know you know what they what they think his value is to the rest of the league and to them and if they can't agree then he could very well go into free agency you know March 13th so there's a there's a lot riding on it but my general feeling is he uh really loves it really wants to play again wants to play for the bucks and i might just my experience you know the bucks want him back is that um those things usually happen now one word of caution um i was told that some of the offensive coordinator candidates were told that whether it was Todd or Jason whoever um that they really, really like Kyle Trask. <laughs> so here we go, right? It's almost laying the groundwork. So if you're if you're trying to sign an offensive coordinator and you go, okay, well, just like last year, well, who's your quarterback? Well, all they had was Kyle, right? There wasn't anybody under contract. Well, now when you ask who's your quarterback, it's, well, we hope we can get Baker back, but we really love Kyle Trask, and he's under contract. I mean, he's really improved. He's, I think he could, you know, it's really 1A and 1B, not 1 and 2. Like you're getting those lines are thrown at these guys. Open again. competition again. I don't know that it's open competition, but I think what they're trying to do, because that's insane, right? If Baker Mayfield shows up at any day next year, everybody on that in that franchise knows he's number one and and the, and there is nobody else that's number one. but for their for the purpose of their interviews and their conversations with other guys coming in here. And them asking them questions about, well, what if you don't get Baker? Like, that'd be my first question, right? Before I leap from another job and I want to be the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, Baker was great last year. What if we don't get him? What's your plan? Well, we got this Kyle Trask over here, man, let me tell you. Well, let me tell you what. He's in his final season. He hasn't played, right? Like, what are you selling me on? But they were talking him up. So you're telling me
0: when they sign Kirk Cousins this offseason,
1: it's open competition. (laughs) No, of course not. I think if they sign – I mean, there's very few quarterbacks, I think. I just think they're trying to say, if we can't get Baker, we may go with Kyle. That's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. You you can draft a guy, right? Because the question is, like, okay, where does Penix go? Is he going to be a guy that's in the bottom of the first round? Could he make it to round two? Some people think he could. Let's see what the medicals say when he gets to Indianapolis. But like you you know, could you get a guy late in the first round? You could. You know, it's a deep draft. A lot of quarterbacks out there. Now they're not you're not going to get one of the top 3 or 4, but there's other guys. So if you want to go that route, but I I think I think if somehow Baker Mayfield winds up in say Minnesota and you don't get Kirk Cousins, and whether you want them or not, you don't get them. You may be looking at like, Kyle's truck. Kyle, we're going with Kyle. Kyle's our guy. And maybe we'll draft a guy somewhere and maybe we'll sign a veteran free agent that's just out there to back up or whatever. But that's, that's what I would expect. I would expect them to just say, well, let's see what Kyle's got. This is his shot. Now, I know nothing. I haven't talked to anybody. I just know kind of the discussions they've had with guys that have come in here for that job. So... It's uh it's interesting. But um good week for Baker Mayfield for sure. Good week for Tristan Wirce. We had a lot of fun. They won a lot of the uh you know Pro Bowl games, competitions, the offensive line, different things they did it was pretty impressive. He's a beast. Um so it was fun. It was a it was a good weekend. You we got some more bucks news too and a retirement to talk about, but first For the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar, they've been installing solar energy systems in Florida, and they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. When May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, electrical and equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It's owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and their history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Happy trails to Ryan Jensen. He has decided to retire after 11 seasons in the NFL. The last two he did not play but one game. And that was the postseason game that they got waxed pretty much by the Dallas Cowboys a year ago. So Ryan Jensen, uh, who came out of Colorado State Pueblo for God's sakes, uh, late round draft pick, and he's made you know plenty of money and, and a lot of Pro Bowls and and you know won a Super Bowl, had a great career. Unfortunate that that knee injury. I, I remember where I was. I remember the feeling. Uh, the sound, the screams, all that when um, second day of training camp in Tom Brady's last season, non-contact drill. And, you know, Logan Hall, who was a rookie at the time, maybe playing a little too fast, you know, kind of came across the inside there. um, And Aaron Stinney pushed him essentially into Ryan Jensen's legs. He was just standing there. There were, you know, no pads, just kind of holding each other up. And uh, it was just you know devastating that his career would end that way but uh he had just signed a 2 year 26 million dollar deal so he did get paid these last two seasons some 26 million and uh he'll be fine but uh yeah it's just a, just a great career and you know a big reason why they won the super bowl because of the attitude and and uh you know and the skill that he brought to their super bowl team and uh you know really worked closely with Tom Brady and those guys were were really, you know, good teammates, and and uh, I think a big reason why it all sort of worked, but so he's done. Um, what else went on? Uh, Cooch in the all star game for the NHL. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, let me ask you this because I didn't see it, but I read about it. Uh, first of all, Toronto probably not real fond of lightning players anyway, I would imagine, after being knocked out of the playoffs, um, by them, but uh. This is what I read and and I didn't see I saw just a, a brief clip. So they have these skilled various skill competitions things and for whatever reason at some point um Kucherov decided he was out there but not really trying. And and so he got booed and I don't know all the circumstances but I would just say if you're going to go to an All-Star game and you're going to participate at least at least give it the old college try. You know what I mean? Like don't dog it out there. Like that's the one thing I think that fans don't like is that you know that you're not giving effort and i guess at some point anyway at least in one of the contests he kind of pulled up
0: Yeah, it was in the the, well, the accuracy passing contest whatever and i think he missed yeah. the first few passes and then just kind of went nah i can't win it yeah and then it was pretty much half-hearted at that point right um and he kind of went full heel at that point but I, I i don't know if he wasn't trying at the beginning i think he missed a few and uh, you know, cooch is cooch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. You know, and yeah. he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. You know, he didn't give one.
0: Now, uh, if you if you skip an all star game in the NHL, you have to miss the next game. They actually if punish you. Skip you. the game. Like if you, if you made the all star game and said, "Hey, I'm not going," and, wow. you're not hurt, and you're not hurt, you actually are suspended for the next game. Your your team's next game.
1: <laughs> Does anybody do
0: that? <laughs> uh, Alex Ovechkin has done that in the past.
1: Has he? Okay.
0: Yes. yes. All right.
1: Well, maybe uh maybe it'll be Cooch's take. I don't know, a lot of people yeah. like especially his peers spoke really highly of him mm-hmm. during the All-Star game and about how you know, he should be a candidate for most valuable player.
0: Now in the 3 on 3 competition, uh, he scored a goal in his first shift, 10 seconds in.
1: Yeah, I saw Told that. That and was nice. and
0: that that tied uh, uh Sidney Crosby and Johnny Gaudreau for eight goals in the All-Star game, most in 3 on 3 play. In wow, well, the three on three has only been the last few seasons, but
1: yeah, he's perfectly suited for that because mm-hmm. he's such a great passer and scorer. So, yeah. not surprised. But um.
0: Lightning are back at practice today. They have uh, they don't play again until Wednesday. They'll be back to back at the Rangers and Islanders th- Wednesday and Thursday night. So, okay. but back at practice today and tomorrow before they head to New York.
1: Baseball, baseball pitchers, catchers,
0: nine days, training? nine days,
1: nine. Yes. So a couple days after the Super Bowl, essentially. Yes. Wow.
0: Oh, and it's my favorite week of sports talk radio.
1: <laughs> yeah. What the week after the Super Bowl?
0: No, Super Bowl week. Oh. Let's yeah. go to Radio Row where we're going to talk to some player no one cares about, <laughs> so they can hawk their products that nobody cares about either. <laughs> well, now they're not all people you don't care about. Some of them, some of them are okay. Uh, th- there are a handful, yes, but but overall. Well, Radio row at the Super Bowl is the most overrated thing ever, and it's bad radio. And I've seen the ratings over years to prove it's bad radio. Well, anyway, I digress.
1: You're gonna hear a lot of it locally. I can tell you that. Ah, uh, um, uh, yes. It's, the other thing that's weird is that you know some of the people that go out to Las Vegas are from Tampa anyway. You know, and I'd be out there at the Pro Bowl and then be like, or the Super Bowl and be like, coming up next, Derek Brooks. <laughs> Derek Brooks is here anyway. It's what, you know, it's kind of like I have to go to the combine to yeah. talk to the co- head coach and the GM. You know, like, why am I going all the way up there when he's 30
0: minutes away? I don't know. But I always like it when it's, you know, all right, we're at the Tampa Bay Sports Radio or, you know, pick your city, wherever city you're in, don't matter. Coming yeah. up next, Bill Romanowski. Huh? What? What do I care what he has to say about anything?
1: Oh, well, oh, he's, he's got this new product wrote.
0: he's pitching, so. Yeah. <laughs> I got this uh, yeah. Fruit of the Loom underwear I'm pitching here I need to talk to you about.
1: Yeah. Coming up, we got Jerry Rice on. Well, Jerry Rice is Jerry Rice, but, you know, sleep apnea uh, machine. I don't know. Uh, I know that, and I know Jerry, so he's got, apparently he's got like mm-hmm. seven uh, appointments that he has to make uh, for various things that he's doing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that week. And, you know, the other thing about, like Las Vegas, you know, Las Vegas has always been a place where a lot of people go during the Super Bowl because they like to gamble. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Reggie Miller. He was asked by Dan Patrick the other day because apparently Reggie would get a bunch of friends and he would uh, go out to Vegas every Super Bowl. And he goes, I don't know. I want to go this year because then everybody's there. Um, but Vegas is Vegas whether there's anything in town or not, right? Like it's the casinos, the yep. shows. like That's the thing. Um and so I'm curious to see just what people think of it ultimately, because it's, you know, I know they're, they're putting the, the teams out 25 minutes away. um, But it's gambling. It's, you know, this and that, the you know, it, it's always Vegas. And I wonder, I wonder if people will enjoy it uh, or it'll just be like a trip to Vegas with a game at the end. I, I don't, well, Otherwise, I'm wondering.
0: I'm wondering if you go out to Vegas for this week, which is already a higher priced week. Yeah, normally because they get such a crowd for the Super Bowl, if the prices don't just go astronomical, and those well, that just go out just for the gambling part in the, the week, if it becomes, you know, not even worth
1: it. Well, and that's what Reggie said. He didn't want to go, um, not because of the money, but he he just thought he goes then there's going to be a bunch of people there that I'm, I, you know, it's their fans. So to give you an example, um, my wife went out there for business for some a couple of days. So early this week, like today and tomorrow, like you could stay at one of the major casinos uh, hotels, and it was like eighty five. And I can't even stay anywhere for eighty five, one hundred a night. I kid you not. By the end of the week, it's that same room is twelve fifty a night. It's like wow, that's a variance. But no one's coming in, you know, for the Super Bowl. And if you think about it, so you're a convention city. So nobody would have booked anything the week of the Super Bowl for anything other than the Super Bowl, right? Like you're not going to go, "Hey, we're all, you know, from uh United Health Insurance, we're all going to have our convention out in Vegas." Oh, the week of the Super Bowl? Nah, probably shouldn't do it then. Right? So so and, and so what happened was all these hotels these first two days are pretty much empty. And you can you can stay there for almost nothing, but then by Wednesday It all changes quickly. And, uh, yeah, they're very – it's going to be a very expensive Super Bowl. I think they said already tickets are as high as they've ever been. So, um, interesting place. I'm not – you know, Vegas is Vegas whether there's anything else going on or not. I mean, there's some big shows. So, and those big big hotels are always always jammed. So, I'm not sure what to expect from this one. But um, two good teams. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl this week, what it means to Patrick Mahomes. I heard some nonsense about Mahomes. Oh, by the way, did you see his dad was oh. arrested for a third DUI? Oh, man. Just terrible. Of all the, the timing is awful and then of course having had that happen to him 3 times is awful as well. But yeah, there's just a horrible horrible headlines at least at least he was taken off the road and and there was no accidents and and, and no one was hurt or anything like that, but just just really, you know, just a bad headline. Um for Pat Mahomes, and I'm sure he's going to be asked about it plenty of times. Maybe he'll shut it down. I don't know. But uh, So, anyway, we'll have Super Bowl coverage uh, to talk about this week. Uh, get your mailbag questions in. You can send us. I know people have – I got a bunch already about Liam Cohen and other things, Baker Mayfield. Check out the article on Baker Mayfield on TampaBay.com as well. A couple of them in there, including whether, uh, you know, Baker want, loves Tampa, but is he going to love the offer that the Bucs are going to give him that's on com, But send your mailbag questions in to us on Twitter. Uh, that's at SportsdayTB. reach me at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody.